0: On today's episode of Gathering the Kings.
1: If you don't have delegation, you're going to overwork yourself. You're going to be burned out. And whether you think that it's okay to delegate, I promise you, if you don't delegate it, you're going to be burned out and you're going to quit and you're going to fail.
0: You are listening to Gathering the Kings with Chaz Wolf, featuring fellow seven, eight, and even nine-figure business owners who have real battle scars from business and life. But Grab your pen and notebook because we're about to dive in. What's up, Gathering the Kings Nation? Today, my guest, I'm bringing to you a fellow queen. I say this every time I bring a queen to the show because gathering the kings is not about masculine. It is about a mindset. And Heather Linton, oh my goodness. She is a king, call it a queen. She is a ruler in the business, that is for sure. She's in the pool industry and um, has her own podcast. Of course, a incredible pool company and just all over the place. She brings so much energy to this show. Um, I cannot wait for you to listen. Make sure you write quickly. Take your notes quick because she brings it fast and hard and here it comes. All right, guys, Gathering the Kings, Chaz Wolf, Heather, welcome to the stage. How are you today?
1: Hi, Chaz. I'm wonderful. How are you?
0: I'm wonderful. Heather Linton, right? Am I saying that right?
1: Yes, Linton. That's correct.
0: Linton. Okay. Well, so um, I just we were just having a blast before we hit the record button here. Um, but your energy is going to be make for an incredible show. What industry or what business do you have?
1: So I own a swimming pool construction remodel business out of Dallas named Swim Care Free. And we build and we remodel swimming pools. That's what I do.
0: I love it. Love it. What a great area, too. I mean, Dallas. Just hot perfect for a pool.
1: <laughs> oh my god this weather today is like 70 tomorrow's 90. Yeah. You can freeze one day and be scorching hot the next day.
0: That's true that's true. I'm in Kansas City so I'm not too far away from you but not it's not 80 yet here um, Oh man not not good enough for a pool quite yet No
1: <laughs> no that water is still freezing.
0: <laughs> absolutely absolutely okay so obviously you're you're like what we'd like to call a king in the business king not masculine but mindset. But yes. but you're you're bringing the queen vibes today so I That's so right. appreciate you. Yeah, a lot a ba- uh, uh, boss lady. Um and so at this level in the game I'm curious Heather we, we you you run a podcast, you obviously have a, an extremely successful company with your husband and so what keeps you guys pushing at this stage in the game?
1: Of course. So for me I love what I do. You have to have motivation behind what you do. So first and foremost, definitely motivation. And I love being in a man's field and a woman because it intimidates a lot of the men. So I love love that for me. Yeah. And to my kids, you know, I want to teach my kids how to be successful, that you don't need college to be a success in life.
0: That's right.
1: Everybody pushes college, and college is not for everyone. Hell, I have a degree and I don't even use it, you know? (laughs)
0: Literally. Yeah.
1: It's that's kind of what motivates me, and that's what makes me keep thriving.
0: Why is it so important to you? And I, and it's so interesting um, for folks that I interview that have kids just to talk about legacy and what do they want to hand off to their kids. But for you, it wasn't to hand them wealth or to hand them no. um, something to stand on. It, it was, I want to show Teach. them. Yeah, I want to show them a way that's possible. So
1: I will never hand my kids things. They're going to learn to get it just like I did. You're not... And, you don't get handed things in life.
0: I know. I know. So So, but... Tell us, like, why do you feel that way? Like, Why do you think that's so important that they realize that?
1: Because if mom and dad or grandparents, whomever hand things in life, let's say they pass away and they don't put it in their will, they're screwed. They don't know how to make a living. They don't know how to take care of themselves. They don't know how to take care of their family when they get older. They don't know how to become their own individual without realizing, Hey, if I don't work for this, I'm not going to be able to succeed this. And if I'm happy with where I'm at, you're never going to move forward because they are their own pushers. They need yeah. to understand that mom and dad are not going to be around forever to to push them. You know, yeah. They yeah. have to find that motivation. And it's our jobs as parents to make them understand that, not to hand them on a silver platter and grow up these spoiled-ass brats.
0: Yeah, 100%. So I've had this conversation with several parents, but my dad specifically, I didn't know my dad growing up. We met 10 years ago, almost 11 now. He didn't know I existed and I thought somebody else was my dad. Crazy story. But I've asked him this question because you know he's an entrepreneur, has multiple businesses. And my, my question has been, how do you balance this? I have a successful business or sometimes multiple businesses, but I want my kids to work for it or earn it and, and know what it's like. And so I've, I've gotten his answer. I'd be curious to hear what yours is before I
1: share you his. Yeah. So for me, it's he can see and model what we do. With that, he's able to take that in consideration of how to model his life. Like I modeled for my dad. My dad owns his own business. He does well. He's now retired. RVing. He's my little RV you know, dad. That's um, awesome. Yeah. Sold everything, bought an RV, and is traveling the world now. So I I grab my work ethic from him. And hubby and I, we argue about this all the time because my work drive is very high. And I have to learn to balance life with husband, life with kids, life with work, because we own multiple businesses. So we have to juggle all of that. And my son sees how much we work and how far we're going. Like he's seven years old, my youngest is. And then we have a 23 year old. So my seven year old, we've taken him to places most people don't get to go in their life. And he asked wow. me, Mom, how can we afford this? You know, because I teach him about budgeting and balancing. And I'm like, Baby, do you see how hard we work? He's like, Yeah, yeah. I'm like, you're able to go to places that most people can't go in their life because of yeah. this. You have to learn, and like right now, he lost his tablet for his lack of um, verbiage coming out of his mouth, <laughs> and um, so he has to earn it back. And I told him, I said, "You have two ways to earn this back. You can do jobs with the neighbors or you know anybody that we know and earn yeah. money, and you can buy it yourself because you lost it. Or two, yeah. you can start doing things around the house or, or do more good things. You know, you can't yeah. just have it handed it to you. You lose it, you don't get it back without earning it back."
0: Yeah. No, I love that. And it's real situational things, which mm-hmm. are the exact things you're saying that you, people like you and I that we we had to do, um, whether we it was modeled for us or not. And so, um, to pick up where you left off, my dad's um, answer was: Look, again, I wasn't there as a kid, so my my brother and my sisters got to experience this. He's like, but I would take mm-hmm. your sisters and your brother out to a field, and we would we would cut muskell. And eventually, they learned when they got older that, that you could spray that stuff. <laughs> and it's a whole lot easier and way more effective than taking a shot. Gotta shovel. learn
1: the hard way. Gotta learn the says, hard way.
0: Yeah. Hey, look, as long as you know that you can work all day long, not be afraid to sweat, put out a little hard work, that you can at least survive and take care of yourself. That's what I owe you. hmm And it sounds like you you agree not only for your, for your kids, but then also that's how you guys live. It sounds like you're just yeah. constantly shoveling.
1: Yep. Yeah. My dad made me learn that at a young age. And I think that's why I do that now because I was raised on a farm. And by doing that, I took care of all the animals. He was gone for weeks at a time and left me with, quote unquote, a sitter that did nothing. So it was just me. And yeah, yeah. I had to learn how to, how to manage a farm at a young age and learn that ethic.
0: Yeah. Love that. Okay. So let's go back a little bit, Heather. Okay. So... um You've obviously, like you said, you have multiple businesses, but you haven't always been where you are now. And so if we go back uh, more of the like the scaling, the grinding, mm-hmm. most of the folks listening today, guys and or gals, are hearing you going, oh, I just want to get to that seven figure plus mark.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and so my question for you is this in the process of of growing that business, or when you started it, was it this business, the, the pool business that got the bug of entrepreneurialism yeah. started for or yeah. was it before that?
1: So it was. It was this. The my husband got me into the pool industry. I didn't know jack crap about swimming pools. Um, I was working at an automobile shop, being a service advisor, and I get a call from my husband one day, like, "Hey, quit your job." I'm like, "What? I can't just up and quit. We need money." He goes, yeah. "I'm quitting my job. We're gonna start our own business." I'm like, "Of wow. what? I don't know anything about swimming pools." He's like, "Well, I'm gonna teach you. Let me tell you that." Okay. Was a whirlwind, and he taught me everything you know from the ground up. And we're still learning to this day. I mean, we've been in this industry for 20 years now, and you know, I go to classes, seminars, we teach, we podcast, you know, we do a lot of different things, right? And to this day, it's just been wonderful, it's just been hard. You have to have that dedication, you've got to have that push. I mean, for me, it was hard because I didn't have that dedication at the beginning because I was scared, I was like, okay. We're stopping our actual money making. I'm stopping what I know, which is automotive, yeah. to go into an industry I don't know anything about. And Hubby's like, "You got this. We can do this." So I knew the business side, but I didn't know how to, you know, do the platform side and actually execute.
0: Execute, sure. yeah.
1: So yeah. that was the so, whole. So ordeal.
0: what what led to that place where he made the phone call? Was it frustration of where you were, or was it like oh. like what was it?
1: No, okay. So funny story. I'm not going to name names because it's still in the Metroplex. He was working at a particular pool company here in the Metroplex, Got and it. we're a Christian based company. So we believe okay. in morals. We have ethics, you know? And this particular company sent him out to a job. It was double booked. We didn't know that, right? Not we, but he, he didn't know that. Yeah. The client was there. He pops open the filter and inside the filter, you can tell if the maintenance has been done on that filter because the DE inside of it was white. So he pops it open and was like, Hey, he calls the office. This filter was just done. I'm not going to clean it. I'm going to put it back together. I'm going to the next job. The helmet's right there. He's got him on speakerphone. And the office was like, Hey, we're going to double bill them. Just clean it anyways. It was a scheduling mishap. We've already spent money sending him out there. Just clean it anyways. We'll double bill them. My husband looks at them or on the phone. They're like, "Um, No, that's not ethical. This was just done. And he goes back in the notes. It was done like two days ago. Right. And he's like, I'm not doing that. I'm putting it back together. He goes, Well, if you don't do it, you're fired. He goes, Better yet, I quit. And the homeowner Yay. grabs the phone at that moment and was like, By the way, he has you on speakerphone. You are fired. He is now my pool guy. And I'm going to refer everybody. And that client was a big client for them. Wow. And so that's kind of what took over. And then after that, he called me up and told me to quit. And I give it two weeks. You know, don't ever, people don't ever just yeah. quit a job. Give a two weeks notice. Um, sure, sure. Some people will fire you. Some people won't. But yeah, whatever. So that's kind of what started this whole situation. And here we are today.
0: Wow. Okay. So I'm, I'm just enthralled with stories. But how many minutes from him, like, I'm, I'm done. I quit to I just got promoted to my own pool guy at this guy. He's going to refer me mm-hmm. to then I called you or he called you. Like, how many minutes are we talking?
1: I would honestly, I don't know. I've never asked like, him he's that. still on the job so, site like, right there calling you? He was still you? on the job <laughs> site. He was. And I was like, shit, what? I don't know how to do this.
0: Yeah. Well, so here, here's what I'm hearing. Bit. Heather, here's what I'm hearing. Is not only what, I mean, this would have been like the moment to be like, holy smokes. Right? Of course, he was excited, right? Because uh-huh. he just quit and got the first client. Who's yeah. going to refer him? But, But he didn't have fear around it. But then more than I that, know. he called you and wanted you to quit.
1: I know. He was like in for nothing. Yeah. So, yeah. And He believed in you. He believed in you guys. Oh, God. Him having to rescue me all these times too. (laughs) (laughs) He had to pull off a job where he was in Fort Worth. It was Dallas, Fort Worth, where I was at. It was a good hour drive. Wow. First filter clean I did by myself. Oh, God. I was there all day. I was cussing up a storm. I was so mad. I was throwing things. Yeah. He gets there, does it in five minutes, doesn't say a word to no. me, gets there in five minutes and completes the job and drives off. And I never
0: talked and never, ta- and never talked about it again.
1: Never, no, no. <laughs> I was livid. I was so mad.
0: <laughs> so okay, all right. So here you are. You 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 have you know nothing about pools.
1: Nope.
0: Your husband quits his job and starts a business within minutes, gets you to quit within two weeks. And mm-hmm. now you're cleaning filters that you have no idea what you're doing. So, yep. some, somewhere in between here, you started to grow. So, t- talk to us about some good decisions <laughs> other than the fact that you quit. You ended up following. Quitting. Decision, yep. right? so that was a good I decision did. back in looking back.
1: It was. It was. I mean, yes and no. You kind of hand off You know, stress. Owning a business sure. is very stressful. We, a lot of stress. Um, so to get to there, you got to take hard work. You got to take leaps. You know, and the way that we view this is, you can't be successful without making challenges. Nobody succeeds on the first time. Ninety percent of the time, don't be scared to take challenges and take leaps. Like we're investing in a, a software that we're about to possibly do, and that's a lot of money we're about to look at. And Hubby and I had a conversation. Hey, if we do this, this is a very a lot amount of money, but this would be business number three. You know, so on and so forth. So. Right. Don't be afraid to take those leaps. Because as long as you have backup, whether it's equity in your house, it's assets, whatever it may be, you can always get out of a pickle. But you're never going to learn and grow without taking that first step. Yep. Don't be afraid. Like me, I mean, I Jump. went jumped right in. I didn't know anything about it. Whatever. Worked yeah. for us. So
0: exactly, it's exactly. work for
1: everybody. <laughs> but you've got to do your own research. You've got to learn. you got to network. You can't be somebody that's very shy either. To to start a new business that you know nothing about, because guess who you're going to learn from? You're going to learn from those people that have done those businesses. You're going to learn from people that allow you to mentor. Like I've mentored three to four different businesses in the Metroplex to help them. And I don't, you know, for me, they're smaller, and I'm helping them grow. So you've got to learn fast. I
0: I love that. Take action is what I'm hearing. So I'm giving the listeners some bullet points here. Take action. And and then don't be afraid. Like they're going to be afraid. Like they're going to oh, have yeah. the feeling of of scarcity or or fear. But you're saying, put it, put it down, put it to the side. Jump anyway.
1: hands down. yes. yes,
0: i love I love the clarity of message there. Let's flip the coin here and let's talk about something along the way here. As you were building the seven figures, that was a, just a total disaster. Bad decision. You or oh. maybe hubby,
1: yeah. so, Bad decision number one. I'll start with mine because yeah, mine's worse than hubby's. <laughs> um, we were having a slow month and well, a slow few weeks. And okay. this is when we were first starting out. And I'm like, okay, I didn't realize that you were supposed to play employee quarterly taxes, your 941s. Yeah, bummer. Yeah. Well, that got me in a lot of financial trouble. So I'm like, I don't need dad. I don't need a bailout. I got this. You know, I looked at our bills. I'm like, well, we're kind of screwed. So <laughs> what wow. I did was I was like, I started Googling, you know, business lines of credit and stuff like that. So sure. I went and pulled out a Merchant Advanced.
0: Yeah. Okay. Like, no,
1: no. Okay. Ooh, People oh. don't do this. <laughs> what a Merchant Advanced does is they charge you out the ass for mm-hmm. the interest, right? You're paying almost half, if not, you're a little less. But then they take money out every day, every single yep. day from your credit cards that come in. And we were having... We, we did a lot Famous. of credit card runs. Yeah. So that kind of got us in a pickle for a little bit. And of course, I, you know, we were able to get out of it. But that was mistake number one for me. Okay. is Definitely. Don't do those. Make sure you balance your money because you... A lot of people in construction don't know how to balance their money very well. Well, yeah. I didn't have to balance money, but I just didn't know the business aspect yet because we were still learning that size. So I didn't yeah. know that you still had to pay 941s monthly. So I pay yeah. my nine forty ones weekly now after that. I'm like, it's done.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and then
1: I just run the report weekly. Um check it off. So the list. yep. I follow what call what's called profit first in mm-hmm. our industry. If if you're in construction, there's one called construction profit first or profit first for construction, something like that. Yeah. So you yeah. you take you take your accounts and you divide it how you need to. I'm not going to go into that's a long overspill. Yep. Um, but learn with money. Make sure you don't overspend. You don't borrow from jobs because yeah. that's a big no no. We did that at the beginning, and then we I quickly learned that's a big no no. Yeah. So that's that's that was my big no no. Um, Hubby's big no no, I guess, would be overbooking because he thinks mm-hmm. he's Superman and he can get everything done and not allowing time to run across issues on jobs because in construction yeah. you run across issues. You know, yeah. you have clients that want to talk to you while you're there. So you don't take into effect how he's like, okay, it's just a check valve. I can be done in 15 minutes. Well, 45 minutes later, he's still there because the clients yeah. want to pull schools, want to learn how to do all this. So make right. sure your time management is there because that is huge. And communication. Yeah. We got so many bad reviews at the beginning because we lacked communication. So then we started over communicating, yeah, so by over communicating was causing issues as well. So now we found kind of a happy medium with the whole communication thing. So those yeah. are kind of our big points of what yeah. not to do.
0: so much value there, and just to just to kind of recap i mean the the money management piece is huge, obviously, to you, it was nine forty one taxes, but yeah. there's 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 so many different angles of I wouldn't say hidden things in business, but you don't learn these things growing up unless you're inside of a business and you definitely don't learn them in school. And so um, sitting down and actually trying to become legit um, in your business is, is huge. No way you can get seven figures without running some sort of a clear, basic operation around finance. Like That has to be squared away. Um, I, one thing that you said in there, and it doesn't always just apply to construction guys, but there's a lot of, I'm sure, uh, construction guys that listen here, but then other service industry, maybe they're not building something, but Mm-hmm. When you borrow from one to the next um, to fund the next, it, you're robbing Peter to pay Paul. You're always, it, that even is going to just add to the stress of everything. Oh, yes. I mean, geez, um, and so so maybe maybe you have to go a smidge, you know, slower during that time frame, or maybe you have to go get other funding in other places. Mm-hmm. But but to know where the line is between this this money is for this project or coming in here, and then this money is over here, I'm not taking from this to to pay for this.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's where um, the profit first comes in. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely where the profit first comes in because with the profit first, you have like six bank accounts, so you can see exactly where's what and what where your money is. Because I'm a visual person when it comes to that sort of stuff. So I use QuickBooks right now for my profit, but it doesn't really do... It sucks on project management for that. So by utilizing that profit first, it helps utilize, okay, we've got this much money here, this much here, even though I allocated inside of QuickBooks like it's supposed to with this project, I just don't like the way it does it. So
0: Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, Incredible. Um, And then as far as the, um, the overbooking, I think that that's just another great you know, it's not so much the overbooking, it's the time management piece. Like you said, it's yes. the overbooking for the management skill yep. level. I'm sure your husband's grown in that area. And then of course you mm-hmm. grow your team, right? So if, yeah. if, if you're overbooking a lot of times, maybe you need to grow, um, uh, yeah. on the, on the team side. So that or you need
1: all- to train one of the two. Oh, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> that's right. If, if you've got a weak link, that's right. Um, to, to the point of of 30 minutes in that example of your husband losing 30 minutes it can happen because you show up mm-hmm. you're trying to be cordial respectful um yeah and 30 minutes can go just like that so
1: oh yeah we've had to cut clients off before like I'm sorry we gotta go sorry gotta go yep
0: <laughs> today's a busy one mr Johnson
1: <laughs> yep yep been there done that several times
0: yeah yeah and 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 just for a half second because I think it's applicable um I, I can think of employees of mine team members of mine that I've had to say, hey, so when you come into this type of circumstance with Mr. Johnson, here's how you need to manage that time and verbally with the communication. Mm-hmm. But there's also owners, like you just said, your husband, who kind of fall into the same thing where they they wanna, they, they wanna be that relationship. They wanna, they wanna nest wanna... it. Yeah, yeah. So so how do you balance this, especially if you're telling a team member in this moment? How do you do that?
1: So, if you're a team member, my husband versus a team member, I totally do different, right? Right. (laughs) So, I'll start. I'll start with my team member, like Cassandra. I love her to death. She is my office manager, and she loves to talk so much on the phone. Like, I had to pull a recording yesterday because my one of my sales guys, like, hey, this is like the third time that I've been sent to the wrong address, and this is getting it's costing us time and it's costing us money. Yep. So, I'm pulling these recordings and she's just yakking about, you know, this guy's history. And it's an interesting one because he used to play for the Oilers. And so yeah. he's talking all about the football and the NFL, you know, and all that. But she's like feeding into it. And so, in yeah. the mix of it, she doesn't verify the address that we have on file that he entered when the customer entered a UPS address instead of his home address.
0: Yep. Oops.
1: And so, my sales team is going to this UPS address.
0: Yep. So I'm not going to build a very big pool there.
1: No. So (laughs) so I'm like, Cassandra, look, you're costing us time. You're costing us money by not verifying because we have flow sheets in our office, we have processes and procedures. You have it on your desk. You've been doing... You've been my assistant for going on 10 years. So you know these. You know you're supposed to verify. By lack of verifying, you're costing us money. Because that bottom dollar, that gas, that time, it all costs us as business owners. Yep. And you have reports that you've got to check into. So I'm like, Hey, Cassandra, I understand you love to talk, but I don't mind you talking because no phones are ringing. You've got some time. But you're not doing the simple things and verifying your processes. And so we need to take it back a notch. We need to slow down. If it becomes an issue at that point, then I write. I, I've never had to write her up because she's been very good. But my yeah. other, some of my other ones, yeah, where I'm like, I give you three chances, and if it's not done, we're 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 done. Yeah. So I, you just have a conversation. You know, don't get irate, don't yell. Some of these business owners want to feel like they're higher than them, and yeah. you've got to understand that your team follows your energy. Your team yeah. also follows the leadership. I learned that a hard way as well. So I had to let go of a GM because I was gone. I had to do IVF to have a baby. So we were gone for a month and doing the IVF. And when I came home, and my husband told everybody, don't call her, don't message her because he knows me. I like to like... I I can't not work. It freaks me out. Uh -uh. So he's like, don't do that. And when I came home, I had three employees quit when I came back. And that's a big turnover, right? We've never had that. So... And it's because of the way that they were talking to him because he was having some issues with them. So as a leadership, you have to understand that there's an appropriate way to approach certain things. Don't be hostile. Don't yell. Bring it down to their level. And then also shoot a recap. Like, hey, as a reminder, you know, we had this conversation, but always email just as a recap so they can say, Oh, I don't remember what you said. It's your job as a management and owner to make sure that they understand fully that yeah. conversation that you're having and those expectations.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. So you, so the conversation with her was, you can still talk, right? We won't. We want yep. the relationship as a small business, yes. but let's let's number one, let's make sure we're doing the right things. Let's get let's mm-hmm. get the address verified. <laughs> yeah. But then there ha- like you said, you she fed into it. So some of that that time management piece is... So if the phone's ringing over here, I now I can't get to it because I spent extra time yep. learning about his NFL history when I could have asked a couple questions, built the same general rapport. And, and moved on. So, but what about hubby? Yep. What what if is out there? You know, oh, boy. relationship building. Uh, you know, <laughs> oh, that's a whole another <laughs>
1: one. Yeah. So, hubby. Oh gosh. So, hubby and I. Okay. What I love about us is a lot of our clients don't know that we're the husband and wife. We're the owners. I love that. I kind of keep that from them because when it finds out, it's shocking. So, yeah. on hubby's side, and and more so, I, I'm not. I'm going to flip this around instead of a hubby. I'm. It's going to be me. Okay. Because they like to talk to me, I'm a, I'm a yacker. I sure. I try to distract the homeowners. while hubby's fixing it? That's kind of how we bombard that. Got if it. we're together, sure, if sure. you're not together, and like he's running behind, I'm like, hey, you're supposed to be at this job. Why aren't you there? <laughs> I flip <laughs> right, so I have to learn to not be that right. I have to be um... like, okay, because the way I present. My question to him and the way I talk to him is not always the greatest because I'm like, go go, go
0: yeah And yeah.
1: as a wife, I have to recognize that, hey, that needs to stop, right That's not okay yeah. because I talk down to him sometimes and I shouldn't as we all do you know we're yeah. when we've we been married for 12, 14. Yeah. I don't know, I lose track. you're comfortable yeah, so and you know, and that upsets him as it should you know we shouldn't talk to each other that way and like yesterday he we were on a job and i'm I'm my go-go go self again and this poor client. His gunite is completely destroyed, and I'm like, okay, we're gonna have to do this. But it's gonna cost you this, blah blah blah. And like, this client's eyes are just like, yeah, he's he's super stressed by me telling this because he's already spent fifteen thousand. I'm telling him you basically have to rebuild a whole new pool. Yeah. And hubby's like nudging me like, shut yeah. up, and because yeah, yeah, yeah. he sees it, but I don't because I'm just go go just go. So, <laughs> yeah, and so. Hubby, hubby is real subtle at giving me cues where I've learned yeah. to kind of listen to and, it, and you and you recognize down. them.
0: Yeah, yes,
1: I've learned to recognize and because we we're very open in in our marriage as far as like communication and what's bothering each other. Because you have to be, you have to run yeah. it, and you have to learn to separate your business from say, your marriage especially when you're doing both. Yeah, and we we do it together, and everybody's like, I don't know how you do it because I'd kill my wife or I'd kill my husband, and I'm like. I don't know. We it just works for us because I'm a high D and he's an SC. If you're familiar Uh, with disc profiling, look it up. And it fits perfect. So
0: yep. Yep. He's loyal and consistent and steady.
1: Yes. Yes. And I am the firecracker go, go, go. So
0: yeah, yeah. I was gonna say crazy. You said it better, you know, (laughs) (laughs) firecracker.
1: Hubby would agree with that statement. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, well, good. Okay, so I, I think that you gave us so much there. Seriously, from a, like a super practical standpoint, not only just the marriage side, because I, I think there's a lot of a lot of couples that do it. Um, sometimes out of necessity. Um, sometimes they're not in the right seats, and and so it, it it's maybe a little bit more of a oh yeah of a headbutt. But it sounds like you, you guys have found your seats.
1: You got to learn that a long way. So that's why we do disprofiling on every new hire. If I hire you you're getting a disprofiling because I'm not going to waste time on a salesman that doesn't have that personality when you should when you should be in customer yep. service you know because salesman personality versus customer service is totally different and you've got to learn to recognize that in your employees and if you have somebody in the wrong seat and you keep having issues disprofile them it'll tell you very fast what their personality is and where it fits best inside of your business and you will find some people don't fit well in your business and that's okay that you know. is
0: okay, hundred percent, and and they might fit to your point, but just in a different seat. Um, yep. And so that 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 uh, that high I um, profile, but what, but if they have no D, then then they're just going to talk, and they're not going to get any closed deals. Yeah. So
1: that's where Cassandra is. <laughs> she is. <laughs> and that's why she runs guy. the office,
0: and not, yes. and not the sales team.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. Um, she
1: keeps I, me in check too, though, so I got to help. I, I was going to say, it sounds like you guys
0: are cut from the same cloth.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know. We are.
0: <laughs> Which makes it fun, right? I mean, if if businesses, you know, didn't have, you know, people like you and Cassandra, then then we would all just be boring, you know?
1: Yeah, hands down. And we separate my, ourselves from that. My Everybody wife recognizes would me. <laughs> yeah. And and people learn you because when clients call in and they can't remember my name, because like my pearl necklace, I know it's viewers, I don't know if you're doing video or not, but the viewers can't yeah. see it. But you know, they're like the girl with the pearl necklace. That's how they identify me when they call Cassandra and they're like, okay, that's Heather. Even though I'm yeah. the only girl in my industry, like in my company. They right. Don't know that.
0: Yeah. Interesting that they would um, identify you like that and not the fiery red hair or personality.
1: <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> or the one that talks a lot. If this yeah. talks a lot. We know it's Cassandra.
0: Right. Well, that's, I mean, if I'm if I'm not talking to the one that talks a lot, I I mean, wow. Cassandra's she's she's got a lot of words in there.
1: She does. <laughs> she does.
0: That's awesome. Okay, so um, one question on on um, making decisions. We've kind of talked about good and bad. I'm curious to know, especially with you and and hubby being involved in the business and then being opposites on the profile scale,
1: mm-hmm.
0: is there a process or a discipline that individually you have or together around making you know decisions? Because obviously the goal is to try to make good decisions. We learn from the right. bad ones, of course. But how do you try to make good decisions?
1: Yeah. So that's a great question especially if you work with your husband. Um it took us a long time to actually figure that out that works for us because it used to be where I was making all the decisions no matter what. It was all me. All of my employees came to me, all the contractors came to me. Hubby was kind of doing the whole back side, running that side. Yep. Um, so everything came to me. Well, it came to a point where I was getting way overwhelmed. I, I was running the business. I was mom, I was wife, I was trying to run 15 employees, I was trying to keep everything together, I was running six office staff. You know, it was just too much for me. So I was like, honey, we need to have a conversation because I can't keep doing this all myself. I need you to step up, I need you to help in this aspect. So we kind of sat down and we, you know, I'm one of those business owners that don't have a business plan, even though I should. Um, just because I've been doing this for so long. But so I just wrote down, I'm like, Okay, this is where I need help. What can you take away so we can start structuring where we need to be? Yeah. And so he took away probably 60% of it. And that helped me so much. And then when we restructured our business and got out of the cleaning and the repair, that just relieved a good 80% of my stress and everything going on because we sold off that business to... Focus on what we wanted to focus on. Yeah. And by doing that, that helps. So now every decision goes between the both of us, whether it's buying a piece of equipment for the business or giving an employee a raise or it's assigning somebody else or but like, we had a transmission that just went out in our truck yesterday on our fleet, guys. So I'm like, okay, are we going to buy a new truck now? Because it's just... It's a 2011 Ranger. So it's not like it's fancy smancy. It's getting there. Yeah. So I was like, what are we going to do? It's 5000 to replace the transmission or buy a new one for $30,000. Right. And so, you know, we make these decisions together as business owner. And it helps so much to understand that you're in this together. Make sure you understand. And if you choose to do stuff separately, just make sure that you know 100% what your decisions are versus your spouse. Because let me tell you, it's going to cause backlash if you make a decision and it was spouses and you didn't communicate.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the communication there is obviously the the missing piece. Yeah, uh, and and then you guys even had that right where you you said, "Hey, yes. I need help with this." Like you got to be willing to say that. But then he obviously then stepped up and and helped in that area. It's funny you said you said something whether you meant it or not. Um, it's something that a lot of owners struggle with, um, specifically trying to get to the seven figure mark because you don't run a seven figure plus business with just you and hubby, um, and so because of that, you had to start giving things away. But you're one of the things that you just said is that you created a a simple list. So number one, most business owners don't write down their thoughts, their business plan, to your point, um, tasks that they're doing. If they were to write down those tasks, then you would identify what should I be doing of these and which of these shouldn't I be doing. Now you, in this case, you had um, a husband on the back end with different skill sets that could take some of those things away. For entrepreneurs out there that don't have a spouse involved, what do they have to do? Or what? Or, I mean, they don't have a husband to help them. Delegate.
1: What? Learn to delegate. Yeah, buddy. I, I had the... Oh my God. Let me tell you, being a high D, like my disc profile is 98% D. Like, let me tell you, that 2% of me is like buried, right? So I had the hardest time delegating. But once I did, and that's where I hired Cassandra. Once I saw that, Cassandra came in. That was 10 years ago for us. Oh God, it took so much work to delegate. But
0: yeah,
1: her and I just hit it off very easily on the interview. At that time, I worked out of my house I in my apartment. We didn't even have a house at the time. It was a little two-story apartment. All of my interviews were coming there. We hit it off and I started learning to delegate. If you don't have delegation, you're going to overwork yourself. You're going to be burned out. And whether you think that it's okay to delegate, I promise you, if you don't delegate it, you're going to be burned out and you're going to quit and you're going to fail. So to eliminate that, start hiring for the minute tasks every day that you don't want to deal with, whether it's accounting, whether it's customer service, whether it's billing, whether it's keeping track of your technicians or whatever that task may be for you. And start writing down your stuff every day. Like our system, we have tasks every day that we have to do. You've got to go through and check off and they're prioritized by what's most important and what can be pushed. So that way you're not overwhelmed. And that way you understand that. It can it can be pushed the next day, but the, guess what? That next day task now moves up to priority number one. You don't start with tomorrow's priority; you start with what you moved over. Yeah. So, just learn to delegate and learn not to be overwhelmed.
0: Yeah, what do you think the hardest part? Especially, I mean, most entrepreneurs are going to have uh, a certain percentage of that that high D profile that you're referring to, that ambition. I want to drive for more. Especially if they're listening to a show like this, where they're trying to get to seven figures. But oftentimes it's the very ambitious nature that they have that then, like you said, puts them to work, puts their head down as opposed to looking up, building a team. So what do you think is like the the hinge point in there? Obviously, you said you had to you got overwhelmed, you started looking to pe- for people to hire. but like, is there a mindset shift in there? Was it Was it that you went somewhere and someone told you this? Like, how did you get to that place though?
1: So for me, it was helping my business coach. So I have a business coach named Jason, who is phenomenal. He runs a multi-million dollar tile tile grout cleaning company and window cleaning company. Um, In order to help you get to that level that we're at, you've got to have somebody mentoring you. You've got to have somebody help you because if you do it all on your own, it's going to A, take you forever. And B, you're going to make so many mistakes that we have already dealt with that you don't have to deal with. You know. And so we sat down our coach and we're like, "Hey, these are these are the problems that we're having." Like example, I have a um, a seven thousand square foot office with warehouse and all that, and I like to coupon. (laughs) 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 First off,
0: how do these? I'm so curious. I have a seven thousand square foot warehouse office, and then I like to coupon is the back half of that sentence. I'm I mean I'm I'm on the edge of my seat here. (laughs)
1: Mixed in with my business coach. So my business coach lives in Florida and we're in Texas. So he flies in. Wow. And my husband immediately says, Jason, before you look at this, I'm not telling you nothing. I want your honest opinion. Okay. So we walk into my office. We go to the back warehouse and I've got racks. I've got like six racks lined up. I have nothing but my couponing stuff. And I'm not talking about like hair stuff, like my household couponing I mean, I do that too, but just for the house, but I'm not like a hoarder couponing. I have that at home <laughs> just for that. But I coupon for pool stuff. For pool so stuff. I've got floats. I've got a shit ton, so many floats just lined up and just just pool stuff in general. Cause I get it from like Academy when they do like 70, 80% off, 90% off. I yeah. take two trucks, we load up and they we knew. go and they, they all I've know me. Played. They're like, they're like Heather, I knew you were coming, you know, I know, <laughs> you know. Swim carefree. They've got the name already written down, and uh, they they literally already have it on a palette for me. And then I just <laughs> I wow. go. Jason was like, Heather, I love you, but you understand this does not help your business whatsoever. I said, but yes, it does. He's like, give me. <laughs> he's like, give me your argument because I buy like five hundred dollars worth of stuff, and it ends up being like a few thousand dollars worth of it. Yeah, I was yeah. like, hear me, hear me out, Jason. He's like, okay, let's hear it. So. This is when we're in that transition time of like, we're in limbo. We're either going to grow or we're going to like scale back. And this was yeah. the time that we were having issues. Yeah. And he's like, how, how does this help your business? I'm like, yeah, well, first off, um, it, it helps my heart because I can save money. Um. <laughs> And yep. two, um, I give <laughs> I give it as a thank you to my clients for for being my client. So it doesn't cost me much money, and but and they get a, a couple of floats for their swim season when we open the pool. Well, we don't close pools, but like in the springtime yeah. or as a thank you when they do a large bill, I give them a thank you gift, and that's what it's for. He's like, okay, I can understand that. He goes, but you see all these seven, six, seven shelves that are completely full. I'm like, yeah. He goes, instead of taking that five hundred dollars as thank you, while you got a good deal how fast is that inventory moving? Oh. Um. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, well, Jason, do you want the honest truth or do you want me to lie to you? Right. Like, you don't have to lie to me, Heather. He goes, I can see it because they're boxes.
0: still sitting there. <laughs> I can see them.
1: So we ended up, I ended up taking just a bunch of them and I just dumped them off with a bunch. And I had a couple of cool guys come and get a lot and some I still, yeah. and some I still have. Yeah. Um, but so you
0: just weren't actually giving them and. Or or the business wasn't growing enough. Like what? Why? Like why weren't they moving? Curious.
1: Um, a little a little of both. So we were yeah. at that stage where we were kind of stopped, and I I kind of stopped taking on clients because we were maxed out, got and it. I didn't know I didn't know what to do at that point. I was like, yeah. okay, I can't hire anybody else. And then in our industry, to hire for pool cleaning, most people are you know to make a living, you've got to be able to sustain them with that. But then I'm like, okay, that doesn't make sense to to give somebody a forty thousand dollar living and only do half a day, five days, you know? So right. we were like, Jason, what, what do we do? I, I want to grow, but I don't want to give somebody $40,000 a year. Where How can I make up the difference, you know, of that salary? Yeah. And so... He kind of helped us brainstorm and go through that Where Once we started doing that, we rearranged some of our business and kind of... He made me do a business plan. God, I hate that. But (laughs) (laughs) we made us sit down and do a business plan and understand that, okay, if we move this around and we change this, we can have you and Chris do the route so we don't have to do that. Then once you reach this amount, you're making up half that so you're not losing it. We can start shifting this inventory up. So he helped us understand that once we get to these growing pains, as we call them, growing pains are either good or they're bad. But it's not going to be where it's a mindset as to, Okay, let's take it back. I don't want to grow. If you have that mindset, you might as well just forget it and leave it alone. You're going to go through growing pains. And so for us, it was that point of, Okay, I can't take on any more clients. And if I can't take on any more clients, I can't grow. So that was my tipping point. Long story short, I know I'm breathwinded, but <laughs> that's that's my long story short about my growing pain.
0: Yeah, no, I I think that the perspective there, um, especially tying all that, I think like three topics ago back to good and bad decision making, somewhere yeah. in there, um, just so much value. And 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 from a like an actual perspective, like you, that's kind of why I just let you go because I hope I hope that the listener is has been writing. Fervently with their pen, and if not, they need to go back and listen because you've given them a ton. Um, some of the cu- just to recap here before we move on to the speed round, um, you said you got a business coach, which is great. You you thought more beyond yourself of of what you're capable of. That business coach made you do a couple of things that really allowed you to actually grow. Growing pains can be either good or bad, but when you press in, usually it just means that you need to like readjust or shift thinking and or business model. And to your point, you niche down. Once you niche down, you're able to grow. Um, and you you coupon for the sake of your heart, not for the sake of the business. That's what we just learned.
1: I did. <laughs> I did. And we got... And let me tell you, Hubby is so mad. like Because it's so much. Because I load up the bed of the truck and then I have a QX56. It's a 2010. So it's an older one, but it's got a ton of room.
0: Yep. Yeah. And you just fill it. Yep. I do. <laughs> so, so you've limited your couponing over to the personal side, or yes. are you still coupon? You know, oh, no. that was very hesitant. Yes,
1: I know. <laughs> I have been cut off for the business side.
0: Okay, so you, so what that means I is less... that you still have one rack that you fill. Yes. Yeah. Just yeah. for
1: personal, just for personal. Now, I the only way that I can coupon for the business is if if it has my logo and it has my promotion. Like when you build a pool with me, you get these big ass towels. They're literally called big ass towels. Wow. Um, and it has our logo information because you're spending a lot of money. So you get a little gift yeah. basket with some wines, personalized towels, and a little toad. Yeah. And, yep. And, yeah. It's know, experience. I don't get to coupon for it.
0: <laughs> no. Nope. You got to buy a full price.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know. But it's still, it's still me giving back to my clients. So that's all I care about.
0: Yeah. 100%. Um, that was another hidden nugget in there. All right. Heather, you ready for the speed round?
1: Ready. Fire away.
0: First question is this: If you could only pick one metric out of all the things that you track in your business, to only pick one to track forever and ever, what would it be? Numbers. Numbers. What numbers, though? What? What
1: numbers? Your P and L.
0: okay. What on the P and L? Come on, I'm gonna narrow it down, sure. down here. Yep,
1: you want to make sure your profit. You're not losing money because if you are, you either need to increase costs or readjustify how you're doing your your estimating. You Without numbers, you can't make money. Have you to make, make money. You have to make. I money? I know. I know. It sucks, right? Why can't things just be for free?
0: Right. Well, then we'd all be a (laughs) coupon.
1: Yeah, that's right. That's right.
0: Okay. So track your profit. Make sure that you're profitable. What book should a six-figure owner read that's trying to get to the seven-figure mark?
1: Ooh, um, BS Marketing. I love that one. That's my favorite one. No BS Marketing. Um, Little Red Book of Sales is really good as well. Because in order to get to that, you have to sell. You have to to sell you. So those are my two favorite ones.
0: Love it. And and both marketing and sales uh in that angle tie in together, you have to get good at both in order to get some figures for sure. Yes. Okay. Next question is do you intentionally mastermind or network with other entrepreneurs?
1: I do, <laughs> hands down. Hands down. Um, my group that I'm in only is for people of our level because you want to grow. You know, yeah. you you don't want somebody that's less than you trying to. Help you because they're they're not. They're you've yep. done everything mostly than them. So yep. all of ours are a million plus businesses. Some are even at like five to ten millions. And yep. the things that come out of their mouth, I'm just in all that. I'm like, oh, I didn't think about that. Okay.
0: Yep. Exactly. I love that. Okay. And last question: If you lost it all, there was no more pool building. Mm-hmm. What would you do?
1: I would move to Florida and I would buy a boat and start a chartering business. Wow, you've thought about this. Yes, we have. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta have a backup plan. You always gotta have a backup plan, um, and also real estate too. Um, we're actually okay. starting into the real estate because you want to Love actually that. get where you're at as well. You want to have passive income. You want to have assets. So yeah. one thing, if once you get you know to the seven figure incomes, you you've got to learn how to make your money work for you. You've got to invest. Don't put it in a four hundred one k. People four hundred one k is it. not. Is not good. You want to get, I've, I've got like a whole list of things that I invest in, and you've got to start learning to make your money work for you. Without that, you're going to be stuck where you're at. You're never going to grow. Oh. So invest with passive income, invest where your money grows while you're sleeping.
0: <laughs> yep, that's huge. I love that. And, and of course, I'm in total agreement on that. Um, not only as a serial entrepreneur, but as a real estate investor in many different areas, I could not agree more. Um, in fact, The passive income for me is like where the game is. Like the building of the business, fine, sure. Like I've got several of them bought, sold, you know, you name it. But when it comes to the passive income and building up that and then buying stuff out of that, that's like king status right there.
1: Yeah, because you've got to use the asset to be able to to grow your money. Right. I mean, look at most people nowadays, multi-billion dollar companies have mounds and mounds of debt. Debt's good as long as it's asset-based-driven. Good yeah. debt is bad if it's credit card debt and debt that doesn't build over time.
0: Yeah, I need, I need, a, I need an asset that's paying for it. Um, yep. And so great. Okay, uh, Heather, you have been incredible. Um, thank you. To say Thanks the for least. having me. Yes, thank you for coming. Um, how can someone connect with you?
1: Yeah. So if you want to talk to me about helping you with your business. I'm more than happy to do that. I do that a lot. Um, you can reach out reach out to me on my business, which is Swim Care free out of Dallas, Texas. And our number is 214-780-1940. And our email is services with an S at the end at swimcarefree.com. So that'll get you to my assistant. Um, she handles all that and she can get you in touch with me. Or listen to my podcast if you want as well. It's called Talking Pools podcast on Spotify and Apple. My, my podcast though tailors to the to the pool industry. But you can see me on video there. I do video podcasts and voice. It just depends on what I feel like doing that day.
0: That's awesome. And so and if and if they get your assistant, they know to keep the conversation short.
1: <laughs> yes, don't <laughs> let her ramble. Or actually do and let's test it and let's pull let's it. Let's test
0: it. See how far she'll <laughs> go. That's awesome. Well, um, you've been incredible again. And uh, we wish you nothing but success in 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 almost what sounds like potentially a third business. And so but the pool yep. industry and the other things you got going on, you're rocking and rolling. We so appreciate you.
1: Of course. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with me.
0: Absolutely. Have a great day.
1: You too. Bye, Chess.
0: Thanks for listening to Gathering the Kings. We hope you got a ton of value today and learned a thing or two about taking your business to seven figures and beyond. If you desire more and want a community around you to help you get there, I want you to go to GatheringTheKings.com. That's GatheringTheKings.com. And I want you to apply for our next Becoming a King 90-Day Intensive. We are extremely exclusive by nature as a group.